Today, we're taking a little bit of a break from our Love Languages of God series to do a Q&A session. Once a month, I answer questions that the audience sends in. And so I pray that this is a blessing for you. And if you have questions, you can always send them to rachel at shehears.org. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? Or have you been in a season where it feels like He's completely silent? Have you been praying for a way to learn how to hear His voice more clearly? Hey friends, I'm Rachel, host of the Hearing Jesus Podcast. If you are ready to grow in your faith and to confidently step into your identity in Christ, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. The Hearing Jesus podcast is so excited to partner with Compassion International. We believe in Compassion's mission to release children from poverty in Jesus' name. Sponsors, when they sponsor a child, have the opportunity to see firsthand the impact that you're making through letters and updates that you receive from your sponsored child. It's not just changing the lives of children, it's changing entire families, whole communities, always through the local church and always in Jesus' name. When you choose to sponsor a child, you ensure access to quality education, medical checkups, healthy food, clean water, and most importantly, the love of Jesus. Delivered through a church in their community because of a generous, caring sponsor like you. And you can speak life, love, and hope to your sponsored child through personal letters that you'll exchange. I hope you'll join me in sponsoring a child through compassion today. All you have to do is pull out your phone and text Hearing Jesus to 83393. You'll get a text back with a picture of a child who is waiting for a sponsor and a link to sponsor that child. You can also go to compassion.com forward slash hearing Jesus to choose a boy or girl to sponsor. When you sponsor, we'll also send you a copy of She Hears Learning to Listen to Jesus, my book, as a token of our thanks for investing in the life of a child. Thank you for joining me and sponsoring a child through Compassion today. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we're going to do a Q&A session. And if you are somebody that has questions, whether it's about the show, an episode we did, maybe it's one of my Bible studies or something I talked about on social media, you can message me. It's rachel at shehears.org and I'll try to include it in another episode. But sometimes we get questions from the audience that I'd like to take some time about once a month or so to dive into. And especially when I'm getting multiple questions around the same topic, I want to address those. So the first question today is, why does the show tithe? If you've been listening recently in the last couple of months, you may have heard me say that the show is tithing now to Compassion International. And we have always tithed from the very first day that I ever made a dime off of the show. It's really important to me to tithe. And we have done that in a variety of ways up until probably about November of 2023, the tithe went to different organizations as I felt led. And that was different faith and aid organizations just based off of what was happening in the world. There's different partner organizations that I've worked with for a long time that I made sure that the funds were being responsibly given towards. But at the end of 2023, I made the decision to partner with Compassion International. And there's a variety of reasons for that. I think in general... If you've listened to the show for a while, you'll know that I have a really missional heart. I started off as a children's 
director. I owned a daycare and preschool and I had a Christian preschool that I ran for a long time. And then I was a children's pastor. And one of my roles in being a children's pastor was an outreach pastoral position where I worked with kids in our local community. And then through that, it ended up that I did a lot of work missionally with children across the globe. And so I cut my teeth missionally on the mission field with children in Africa, in Kenya. But I have since worked in a variety of roles. I worked full time as a missionary with children of the nations. And I worked in five countries, both in Africa and in the Caribbean. And so it's a very integral part of who I am. And in fact, when I was preparing to step into the role of full-time podcasting and writing, it was really difficult for me to leave my missions role because it's so ingrained in who I am. And so about the same time that all of that, those decisions were being made, Compassion reached out and approached me with this idea of partnership. And the thing I love about Compassion is it is a missional way to continue to serve through the podcast where it still meets the needs evangelically and holistic care for, for some of the most vulnerable children, orphans, a lot of times in, on different places of the earth that are so, so vulnerable. And so the tithe of the show is something that will always happen. I can't for sure say that we will always be tithing to compassion for right now. That's the season that God has us in. But we will always tithe because as we think about what God commands us to do in scripture, the the 10% that we're commanded to give him, it's the first fruits principle, meaning Essentially, 100% of what we own, what we have, what we earn, all of that belongs to God. God does ask us to give the the first fruit, the first 10% of that back to him. And what I have learned over the course of my life is that if there was ever a season where I did not give that 10%, I felt it because God can do more with my 90% than I can do with my 100%. And I've seen that God math is different than human math. And so it's really important to me that we, you know, it's not that we don't tithe to our local church. My husband's salary goes towards that tithe. But for the show, it's really important to me that we make sure that we are honoring God, not just with our time and not just with our finances, but with everything that we do. And so the show does tithe. And I would encourage you, I've done a couple episodes on tithing. If you've not looked into that, I would encourage you to do so and to see what God has to say about it. Okay, the second question is, when did the church make premarital sex a sin? And this individual used examples of David and Bathsheba, Abraham and Hagar, female slaves given to Jacob, Judah and a prostitute, and Samson and a prostitute. Well, first off, let me just say, um, this was a question that was posed in our Facebook group. If you're not part of it, it's the Christian Women's Daily Bible Study Facebook group. You can add and request to be added on there. It's just for women. Sorry, guys. But this question was posed in there. And I want to just say that the premise of the question, I think, initially is wrong. First of all, the church did not make premarital sex a sin, but God did. You know, God's design for marriage was one woman and one man to be joined together forever. The problem is, is I think the way that we're looking at these individuals, were David and Bathsheba together? Absolutely. Was David still used by God? Absolutely. I think often what we fail to understand is that when we think about different heroes of the Bible, 
they are often only heroes because of what God did in their story. They were human. As great as King David was, he was human. He was not God. He was not Jesus. He was human, which means he sinned. And yet we see God still work through somebody like David who carried a lot of sin, who committed a lot of sin. And even the like the the various examples that were answered or, or were given, those were not perfect people. If we're thinking about behavior, our behavior should not be replicated from the people in scripture. Our behavior should be modeled from the way Jesus or God acted in scripture. It's God's character. It's God's nature that we're striving to act like, not the people. Now, are there some great people in scripture? Absolutely. But they were not perfect and they messed up. And yet I think the encouragement there is that we serve a God that can use imperfect people as part of his perfect plan. And so I love that. I love that we see people that mess up because we mess up. That's why we needed Jesus in the first place. God knew that. Okay, the next question is, can God truly forgive everyone? Can you be too far gone for him to love? Well, that's actually two different questions. The first, can God truly forgive everyone? Yes, absolutely. The only caveat there is if somebody doesn't ask for forgiveness. It's not that God can't or won't forgive everyone, but sometimes people refuse to ask him for forgiveness. And so that's really the question. Um, God is always with open, willing, ready arms waiting for somebody to ask for forgiveness. But that's also one of the aspects of God in our relationship with him. He gives us free will. He doesn't force himself on anybody. And so as much as he can forgive anybody, if they don't want to be forgiven, if they don't come to God and ask for forgiveness, he's not going to force himself on them. And so that kind of leads into the second question. Can you be too far gone for him to love? No. The thing of it is, is God is love. There's no separating God from love. There's no separating love from God. God is love. There's nobody that's too far, far gone for him to love. But I think that question goes back to this idea of, are they going to come to him in repentance? Are they going to ask him for forgiveness? God loves everybody, but that doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to turn to him. It's his will that none, it says in the scripture, it's his will that none should perish. That's why he sent Jesus to die for them. But people have the free will to choose. And so there's this this aspect of people's hearts being hardened and sometimes they have so much of a hardened heart that they refuse to come to God but that's not on God's end it's it's on their end you know i think about this even in terms of being a parent and a friend of this actually shared this in a sermon the other day as a parent, I have three daughters. If one of my children decided that they just didn't want to have a relationship with me and they just stopped talking to me, no matter what, I'm never going to stop loving that child. No matter what, I'm never going to stop being ready, willing, and with open arms, ready to accept them back into relationship. It, it's not ever going to change. And I think our relationship with God is very much like that. Scripture says that God is a father. He's not just a father. He's a good father. And as a good father, he longs to be in relationship with his children. Hey, 
Hey friends, this is Rachel, host of the Hearing Jesus podcast, and I wanted to take a minute to share with you about our Patreon community. Are you loving the deep conversations, the biblical insight, and spiritual growth content that I share on the podcast? Well, I've got some fantastic news for you. By becoming a member of our Patreon family, you can take your Hearing Jesus experience to a whole new level. When you join Patreon, you gain access to ad-free episodes, daily journaling prompts and worksheets, monthly bonus content, personalized Q&A sessions with me, giveaways, and more. As a Patreon supporter, you're not just a listener, you're a valued member of my inner circle. But that's not all. Our Patreon community is a place where you can connect with like-minded people who share your passion for spiritual growth, engage in meaningful discussions, share your thoughts, and be part of something truly special. Plus, we've got some awesome perks lined up for our Patreon supporters, from shoutouts on the podcast to exclusive merchandise and much, much more. So if you're ready to dive deeper into the journey of hearing Jesus, head over to patreon.com forward slash hearing Jesus. Your support makes a real difference, allowing us to continue bringing you inspiring content week after week. Also, a portion of any income from Patreon goes to support children through our partnership with Compassion International. Again, head to patreon.com forward slash hearing Jesus. Thank you for being a vital part of the Hearing Jesus community. Together, let's learn to live out our faith in our everyday life. If I'm thinking about the motivation of perhaps why you asked this question, I bet it's probably because there's somebody in your life, or maybe it's you, where you're wondering if it's too late for repentance or if it's too late to turn around. And I just want to encourage you, no. There's no place that you can go to escape God's love. He will chase you to the ends of the earth. And so my encouragement would be to just tell him that. It can sometimes feel overwhelming or intimidating to think, okay, how do I turn back to God? Or how do I tell him that I'm sorry for the way I've been living my life? Just tell him. It's as simple as the air that we breathe. Just tell him. And he will intervene. I've seen it. It's happened in my own life. There have been moments where I remember praying this prayer where I was probably in my early 20s and I knew I wasn't living my life for God. I just was not living my life for God. And I wanted to, I just felt like I couldn't. I just felt powerless against this lifestyle I was living. And I remember just praying this prayer saying, God, take from me my life when I don't have the strength to give it away to you. And I remember just praying that over and over again. And you know what? God did. God did intervene. It started with that first prayer. Was it easy? No. But God sent people in my life. He started revealing himself to to me and he did change things. But that first step has to come from us. And then also, if it's somebody that you love, keep praying for them. You know, I've known people that have prayed for a family member or a loved one for 50, 60, 70 years before they've seen a change of heart. Sometimes it happens on their deathbed, but keep praying for them because it's never too late. Okay, another question we got is about knowing my purpose. I want to know what I'm specifically supposed to be doing for him and the kingdom. Well, there's not a general way to answer that other than the fact that as believers, we are called to know him and to make him known. We are all called to the ministry of reconciliation. And what that means is we are called to help other people become reconciled to God through, through Jesus, through their relationship with Jesus. And that's part of the Great Commission. We talked about that when we went through the book of Matthew. It's something that I've been talking about, I think, the last couple of episodes I've recorded 
supported. We talked about that a little bit. This ministry of reconciliation, basically it's evangelism. We are all called to do that. We're all called to know Jesus and to make him known. But specifically knowing what we're called to do, there's a couple things that go into that. And that's actually one of the things that I do in spiritual direction and life coaching is help you get to the bottom of that. We have a variety of ways that we look at that where we help discover what your purpose is. We look at things like spiritual gifts. We look at personality and temperament. We look at different areas of passion. And through that process, we look together and we help determine pieces of purpose and we test it out. And one of the things that I think for me that was a struggle was I knew that I was supposed to be doing something for God. I just didn't know exactly what it was. And so part of what I've built into the spiritual direction and life coaching process is helping you figure that out. It's too nuanced of a process for me to to say that in a general way, other than saying you were created to know him and to make him known. And also what I experienced in my own life is I didn't finally reach a place of peace until I knew I was operating within my purpose. For me, that's evangelism and discipleship. That is two of the reasons why God created me is to help you know him and to help teach other people about who he is and his word and his character and his nature. But that looks different for everybody. For some people, it might be being an accountant and serving the kingdom through through accounting. For some people, it might be preaching and teaching. For some people, it might be serving at the food pantry. It's a little bit different for everybody. And if you are interested, you can go to shehears.org and go to our coaching page and schedule a time with me and we can walk through that together. Okay, I think that's about all we have time for today, but I have some more, so we'll probably do another one of these soon. But if you have questions, you can send them to rachel at shehears.org, or you can ask them in our Facebook group, or you can message me on social media. I would love to add those questions to the list. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your heart for your people and how there's never a moment of our lives that we can escape your love because you are love. So Lord, I pray for my friends that are listening today. God, if there are questions on their hearts, Lord, would you intervene in a way that gives them knowledge through your presence, through your word? God, would you reveal things to them, the deep things that are known that the scripture reveals to us in a way that is revealed through the the Holy Spirit. I know that that's been so monumental in my own life. Lord, would you do that for them? I know that if you do it for me, you can do it for them. And Lord, would you also put in them a hunger to know you and to know more about you? And Lord, as they get to know you, would you continue to reveal yourself to them? Lord, I thank you for this space, the safe space to ask questions without judgment or a harsh word, but yet the opportunity I have to kind of speak into some of these confusing aspects. Lord, I pray that you would come alongside my friends that are listening today, that you would help them to see that you love them so incredibly much. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey friend, every day when I finish the podcast, I feel so confident that this is one of the things that God created me for. And my journey is not unlike yours. I had a season in my life where I was doubting God's voice. I felt insecure about the things that I thought he might be telling me to do. If you were in that place, I want you to know that I offer spiritual direction and life coaching to help you get unstuck. Maybe you're struggling with something and need an objective biblical opinion. Maybe you need some help working through something that feels a little heavy. Maybe you feel called to run 
write or start your own podcast. Or maybe you just want to learn how to hear God's voice more clearly. For me, when God started to reveal his plan for my life, I found my purpose. And part of that purpose is to help you learn how to grow in your relationship with him. My heart is to help guide you in this area so you can step confidently into the calling God has for you. If you would like to start spiritual direction or life coaching, I'm opening up space for a couple more clients. You can head to shehears.org forward slash coaching to learn more. That's shehears.org forward slash coaching. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you in your walk with God, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, bonus content, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you. Know that you are so loved. Keep going.